This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Tonight, the Rugby League match fixing allegations are starting to get real. Names are being named. We'll speak to the woman who broke today's story. Australia's batsmen sink to a new low as the Sri Lankans close in on a series victory. And Gerds is here. He'll look back at last night's slog fest in the gong. Welcome to the Russia. Uh, Gerds, I know you were so shattered not to call that game last night. Oh, yeah, I missed a good one, didn't I? Hey, Dan, how are you? That's everyone earned their money that night. I bet, yeah. It wasn't Uh, much going on, was there? Talk about that game in a moment. Uh, And the match fixing. uh, Well, there aren't allegations of actual match fixing. It's just strange betting involving a player and colourful racing identity. So we'll get Mm. to that a little later. There's a bit of detail involved there. The cricket is going uh, very, very badly for Australia. They started the day two for 54. They lost two wickets Mm. in the first couple of overs, four for 59. Then Harath, the old leggy for uh, the old off left arm offy for Sri Lanka, took a hat trick, seven for 80, nine for 89 a few a short time later. And then Mitchell Marsh put on a few at the end, all out 106. I reckon I'll be getting some turnover there on that wicket, Dan. It's a bit, of, you know, it's strange. It's the second day, and it really was up and down. Now Australia don't play, have not played spin well, but um, the ball, the varying bounce on session one of day two, ridiculous. Uh, two eighty one was Sri Lanka's first inning, so one hundred and seventy five mm. in front, and they are now four for eighty six. The Sri Lankans. So this is only midway through day two, and there's a good chance Australia will be batting before the close of play, yep. and they're about to lose goods unless they can somehow turn this around. I mean, mm. the deficit now is. Uh, 261. They're yeah. not going to win this test. Unless Dave Warner la- goes below, berserk, I, they're not going to win this I test. I told you last week, Dan, we won't play unless there's a decent crowd there. <laughs> Have a look at it. It's like playing, it's like playing New South Wales Cup at, at Lidcombe Oval. <laughs> I mean, there's no one there. I thought cricket was kind of a big deal over there in Sri Lanka. It's test cricket. No one... No one cares. Yeah, but you get test cricket over here and, you, you know, you get twenty or 30,000. Australia and England, that's about it. It's the only mm. places that get crowds. Uh, so, Australia's going to lose its number one world ranking. Yeah. Possibly Pakistan could be world number one. In I don't a few know weeks. if I'll sleep tonight, Dan. <laughs> All right. We'll keep you updated on the. Uh, uh, don't give me, oh, it's football Obviously, season. You know what? Well, it cricket. is football, but it's not only the NRL season. It's it's. I'm I'm starting to be a little bit concerned, Dan, because the UPL starts, English Premier League starts in a couple of weeks, and I don't know how I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I can't watch it because it's not on bloody Foxtel. Aren't and I'm gonna... not going to Optus. Why not? Because I don't know how to stream, it's a to be honest. Because <laughs> what are you going to watch? Contract up? What am I going to sit up to three a.m. watching something on my computer? Dan? No, you, you have it through. I don't know how to do Fetch that TV. stuff. It's yeah. like a Foxtel box. Yeah. They have Fetch TV. I'm not. I up don't know it. why I've suddenly become a spokesman for Optus. Yeah, why have you? It, if you weren't so lazy, <laughs> you could do it. Anyway, SBS have got a game. Yeah, week. but then I'd have to change my whole contract. And then, you know those phone calls you make to those telephone companies to do anything takes you about forty minutes. You know Optus's whole plan. The reason they've bought the Premier League rights is because they figure. I think they've got three years of rights that everyone's contract will be up at some stage in their three years with. Vodafone but that's only over here, Dan. In England, it's still on Sky and everything. They yeah. didn't buy the rights over there, so it's just here. Yeah, but yeah, but. What are they worried about our market for? It wouldn't be such a big market, would it? Optus. Yeah. Because they're trying to get people to switch the whole thing. Yeah, but for that sort of investment over here, 
I mean, because yeah, they it, figure sixty three million a year, which yeah. is too much money. Yeah. But they figure if they can drag enough customers over, all of a sudden they're paying a hundred bucks a month for internet or whatever yeah. it is, and the same for mobile phone. But surely they would have looked at the amount of people watching it on Foxtel, knowing that it's on. Usually, it's only the hardcore fans that sit up to eleven yeah. o'clock between three. Surely they would have looked at those numbers and said, "Is it worth our while in this market mm. or not?" I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So they might be very smart. It doesn't seem oh, right to me. They're smarter than me, Dan. Because I don't think anyone will switch. But well, I don't know anyone who has. Bu- their business model is eventually people, once the season hots up, people will make the move. Yeah. My, i I, I got to admit, I found out when my contract was up. It's in 2017. So I'll consider yeah, it in 2017. Yeah, and it's going to be a good year for us. I don't like people making me think, Dan. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Uh, we'll talk last night's game. We're here from Paul McGregor. And we look ahead to Dogs Manly. Uh, no, it's Parramatta, no, Parramatta Manly tonight. Manly. Sorry, it's Canterbury yeah. Manly next Thursday. It's Parramatta Manly tonight. We'll yeah. talk about that shortly. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Triple M, it's the Rush Hour getting a home on a Friday and ready for Friday night football at Pertex Stadium between the Eels and the Seagulls. We don't have the rights for this one, but a uh, big one for Manly. As they try and continue their run towards the finals, and we do the show for the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final at ANZ. Be part of history at this year's Grand Final, Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets. Uh, four, for 94, uh, four, for, four for 97, Sri Lanka. Four for 97, and that leads leaves them a lead of 272 against the uh, Aussies. Uh, where do we start, Gerds? Last night's game, an unfortunate night. It was a rough night all round, but Benji particularly uh, had a rough evening. Yeah, it was uh, awful conditions down there. It was windy and and wet, and, gee, I thought they would have changed their style a little bit. Uh, Look, I got excited for the Dragons and the the fans last week at the back end of their their game. I thought they really started playing some some enterprising footy, and um, they they sort of seemed to get into a a decent style where they were playing what was in front of them. Last night, again, they went back to some really super-structured stuff in wet Mm. conditions that I just thought was... Uh, made it really tough against Brisbane, who were better last night. Obviously, they had some players come back, and they played a little bit better, and I think they're probably a step in the right direction, but they weren't certainly great. Yeah. Uh, and I just think the Dragons, just their last play, they've got an experienced set of halves there, and their last tackle options, and the way that, I don't know, they just didn't try to build any pressure, and the way they hold went about their mentality going into the game, to mine, just looked really wrong. Like, if you those sort of conditions it's like okay boys let's shorten the passes let's put the set pieces aside let's go forward quick play the balls use some footwork around the middle and make sure we get to the end of our sets and get a good kick away and make make them run out of trouble in the mud I mean that's the simple wet weather game plan and that it was wet all day wasn't you it you always default back to it was never going to be a game where you're going from sideline to sideline and the, again the Dragons they, yeah. they did it and they paid the price they were there to be beaten last night Brisbane and the Dragons who can now ride off their season pretty much if they were going to be any chance coming into the finals they had to win last night and they blew it with a really poor performance any encouragement for the Broncos they finally get a win which they desperately needed was there anything there Gerds that would suggest okay maybe they're on the verge of turning it around no I didn't think so Dan because I mean you know they they had three superstars come back into their side last night three of their best players Australian representatives come back in and sure they made a a bit of a difference um, but still a long way away mate look I guess some of their kicking was good last night. They got some repeat sets and some encouragement will probably come through the way that they finished their sets. But I don't know, they're 
their defensive line looked vulnerable at times. I don't think the Dragons tested it at all. They could have mm. exploited certain parts of it, and they didn't. So I don't think you can gauge that game too much for where the Broncos uh, are at. We started by talking about Benji. It's interesting to hear Paul McGregor's reaction when Steve Mascord interviewed him for Triple M NRL uh, after the game. It's quite ambiguous. Here's uh, a little snippet of that chat. Paul, um, is that it for the finals, do you think? Yeah, look, it, it looks that way with the Gold Coast draw on the other night. Um, you know, we've got to obviously win our remaining games and then rely on other people, which you don't want to do. Um, you know, it's... It's unfortunate because we, we made the finals last year and, uh, you know, we're in a position now that it's out of our control, which is something you don't like as a coach. Finally, at the end of the press conference to send, you were asked about Benji Marshall's future and you said some stuff about recruitment and your position on commenting on re- recruitment. Uh, um, for our listeners who weren't at the press conference, uh, can you just repeat what you said for us? <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's been a, a regular question asked to me nearly every press conference since back in November and it's, it's a real, been a real instability amongst the playing group and it's now time for them guys to step up and and do their job and, and answer them questions because, you know, like oh, I like coaching the players I've got in front of me um, and whether they're here or not next year, I'm not sure, but my job is to coach them now mm. and that's what I'll do. Yeah, if I'm Benji and I'm hearing that, I'm not getting much confidence that I'll be wanted next year. No, and look, you can't fault his effort. And I think as a player, he's certainly matured. And his effort week in, week out seems to be there. He plays busted and he puts his body on the line, uh, which is great. But at the moment, it's just I just don't think he's playing in a role that suits him. I say it all the time, Dan. I think they've both they got two five eights there and they don't have any anyone as a first receiver that generally thinks about mm. where they are on the field, getting to the end of their sets, getting a good kick away. They've got two guys there looking to post points all the time and doesn't suit their style. That's my opinion. Okay, all right. Uh, this is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. We do it for uh, the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Uh, we get in the cricket. Mitchell Stark gets another. I think that's his third this innings. Yes, three for 26. Yeah, for him, Sri Lanka, five for 98, and the lead is 200, and I'm doing this in my head, 273-ish. So still well on top of Sri Lanka against uh, Australia. And on Monday, it begins, Roy and HG... Uh, oh, the Olympics are on. Yeah. Midday till one o'clock each ah. day, and we'll be playing a best bit every day mm. uh, on this show at around this time, actually. Uh, but they'll be on between 12 and 1. They, It's not the Olympics without Ryan HG. Yeah. And the 7 Rio Live channel is up and running on digital radio goods. Yeah. At the moment, they're playing classic rock because it hasn't started yet, obviously, the uh, game. Okay. But uh, yep. um, basically, for about 5 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you yep. get all the games because we're the official FM broadcaster. Yeah. And so, the Matilda's off to a pretty shaky start. Oh. Now they've got the Germans. I hate when we come up against the Germans in football because my wife gets really personal about it. <laughs> and we always get flogged by the German football team, and I think the girls will struggle Hard against them tomorrow. Hard. Are you going to be one of the seven people that uh, presses red for Jared Cam? How many? Oh, I might press it when he gets on the field. I don't know if I'll press it when he's on the bench. I don't think that'll be well, good footage. Congratulations to the publicist for getting that on the back page, but honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Are you gonna, people oh, I, watch we it don't for, even get to see the game, Dan. I'll be, we'll be no, out we'll at Leichhardt, so honestly, I don't get to see it. I'm, you know, people might watch it for 30 seconds and mm. they'll go, you know what, I'd actually rather watch the game. So, yeah, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be the screen within the screen or is it the actual the whole screen becomes know. Jared? No, it'd just be a little picture in the picture. Or maybe. I don't know. But still, do you... I don't know. I don't need to see Jared picking his backside on the bench. No. 
I'm happy that he's back, Once and he I'll be look, I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he plays. I think he's been training this week at five eight. Five eight, yeah. So it'll be uh, really interesting. I mean, you wouldn't want to throw him in the front line, although it's probably it's probably an easier position to play than fullback these days. It's a lot of hard yards to be done from the back. Let's do a sports update after this. It is the rush hour here on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Triple M, it is the rush hour. We will get to that match-fixing story in about 15 minutes. Anytime we do, like, it's for Totally Workwear. They don't just do workwear. They also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. Just quickly, goods back to that back page story about the red button for Hain. Yeah. The real story here... Yeah. Is that officials, as as read written by the Telegraph, expect to make half a million profit on this game? Yeah, absolutely. Well, ticket sales already gone through the roof, and they reckon between good for them. Yeah, it's a great investment by Gold Coast. I mean, what a season they're having. Between this game and the next home game, which will probably be, I think, Penrith playing for a spot in the in the possible in the yeah. finals, both clubs, uh, they reckon they'll net. About Million. one mil. And then you've got to put merchandising and all memberships for next year, which start in, in September. Yeah. And how easy is that going to be to recruit you know members and sponsors and everything? Yeah, you know I should do this week. It's a great play. Remember, remember, the team was named before Hain started, before Hain, Hain signed. So one to 17 is taken. One game only, he should be number 38. Put him on as number 38. And then after yeah, next yeah, week, yeah. you give him his regular number, whatever yeah, his yeah. number's going to be. Yep. And there you go. There's a bit of marketing. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they've um, what's what's done to the to the market stand for the premiership. Like I don't know whether what the Titans would have been. Obviously, everyone considers them, you know, final eight, probably the bottom of the but four no of the eight. The comp. But no chance. Have, uh, it'll be interesting to see well, if they firmed up. Well, we've got Joel in about twenty five minutes. We'll Let's catch up with him. Let's do this. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Updating the cricket, the wild second day in Gaul continues. Sri Lanka 5 for 103 now, which is a lead of 278. Mitchell Stark with three of those wickets. Earlier, as we uh, detailed, Australia went from 2 for 54 to all-out 106. Sydney Swans cult figure Ted Richards has announced this season will be his last. Tonight, it's Richmond and Collingwood at the MCG. And I've got to check this, but it says here 9am is when the Rio opening ceremony begins. But I know Seven starts their coverage at 6 a.m., so don't... Oh, it's a lot of Bruce. I understand, but don't trust me. We love me, Bruce, eh? Don't trust me on 9 a.m. Just, just, it might be a touch earlier. Mm. You're uh, going to sit up and you're going to get up and watch the opening ceremony, Dan? Is that something well, you traditionally do? Well, we're on dead set. No, I'm not an opening. No, I watch, no you're not. I watch the first half an hour. Press a little then... bit or the highlights package. Yeah. You press the red button. Ed, events begin, though, most importantly, at yep. around 9.30 tomorrow night. What's the first Rowing, event? Rowing, I think, is the first thing. Oh, so yeah, off with a bang. But <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind the rowing. Uh, but they, I thought it was triathlon was sort of the opening event. They oh. give away a gold medal in the first morning. Mm. Uh, anyway, take note, the swing finals, they'll be around 11 a.m. each day, starting Sunday. It works now, out okay, doesn't it, really? Pretty good. Yeah, it's not pretty too good. bad at all. The, this morning, this is an unbelievable story. The Nigerian men's Olympic football team, what a day they had. They started the day in Atlanta, USA, flew to Manaus, Brazil, landed at 3pm, played at 9pm against Japan and won 5-4. No way. The reason for the drama, the Nigerian sports ministry booked a charter flight 
But they didn't book enough seats to take the entire team. The plane wasn't big enough. Oh. <laughs> and then, you know, you get some some teams whinge about, you know, settling in and, you know, needing to <laughs> adjust after they get off a flight. I mean, that's how you do it. And the Japanese football side are pretty strong too. I mean, they always give the Aussies a hard time in those Asian Cups. So there we go. That's... Um... <laughs> well, Nigeria's won the goal before. Well done to them. That's a sports update for Magic Glass. Uh, we'll have more after this. Uh, cricket 5 for 104, Sri Lanka. It's the Rush Hour Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Triple M, the Rush Hour for the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Right, Gertz, let's get to the big story of the day. Yes. And it dropped on the Sydney Morning Herald website a couple of hours ago. Now, we, our legal department, um, will not let us talk about names. Can We can mention it involves the Parramatta Club, not that they've done anything wrong here. Again? <laughs> no, they've got nothing. They've got very little. Oh, okay. Don't go to the club. It's, okay. it's a, it's a colourful racing identity mm-hmm. and a player who's been in the news of late and his brother have been named in this piece. And I'll read some of the details here. And this is from the Sydney Morning Herald. A third rugby league match is being scrutinised by police and the NRL Integrity Unit after the emergence of an extraordinary betting trail linking organised crime figures, uh, associates of a chronic gambler and two football playing brothers. Some of the winnings from a successful plunge on the match in question in which one of the players in question played ended up in the TAB accounts of both of the uh, brothers. Half an hour before kickoff. $18,000 in cash was wagered on the Eels to beat the other team by more than four points. The wager was made on the Central Coast. Um, the bet was made by a known associate of the three people in question. Parramatta would end up winning that game by more than five points. Yeah. So a match hasn't been thrown here. No. Um, and then it goes on to say the payout for the $18,000 wager was 41400 and it's very detailed after that, but basically that $41,000 was turned into 95000 because another associate plonked it on a favourite in a horse race and then... Oh, my God. The brother <laughs> has collected the money, yeah. uh, some of it in cash, most of it via voucher, and plopped 2,000 of those winnings into the player in question's TAB account, which is illegal. When you're talking about the players, Dan, are you talking about players from two different sides involved or just the one team? One player, one former player. Involved, so just one player that was involved brothers, in the game. They're brothers involved, but not not from each team. No, no, not very hard piece. to do. Wouldn't it? you'd have to think as a player to be very hard to do. Let's bring in Kate McClymont from the Sydney Morning Herald. She has broken another story. This being uh, it. Hello to you, Kate. Hello, Dan and Ryan. I don't know how you get all this information, but the detail, and you can read it on the Herald website, is extraordinary. So, Kate, looking at all these details, it certainly looks grimy, and it's certainly going to come under scrutiny. I'm just wondering, do you think anything will come of this? Look, I think the key word here is match-fixing, and we are not saying that that happened. Because as you were just saying before, how do you ever prove that um, somebody's fumbling of a ball or somebody kicking a ball into touch accidentally, how can you say that that was deliberate rather than just in the rough and tumble of the game? But where it gets interesting is when you get colourful racing identities mixing, socialising and being friends with sports stars um, you know, who are the public face of this game. And I think for a long time, administrators of the NRL have been rightly concerned about who sports figures become friends with. 
And in some times, in some occasions, it's not a good look. This has been an ongoing investigation by you and, 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 and people you're associated with for a long time. Do you think we will get to a point where details will be uncovered that will do people in? Look, in um, investigative journalism, as in other uh, fields of endeavour, it's always follow the money. The only way this will ever, I think, um, get to a point of you know serious investigation is when there is a, a complete trail or if somebody rolls over and uh, gives evidence. Otherwise, I think that you know possibly nothing will ever happen about these yeah. kind of things. Has the main person involved, uh, I know they sent you some terse texts last week. Did they respond to this story? <laughs> yes. Um, oh yes, been ringing again. Um, Are you a mole again, Kate? Because that's what he called you last time, wasn't? Didn't he? No, he said. Now I'm going to be the laughing stock of the sporting world, mm. and he suggested that I was more corrupt than the people I'm writing about because their private details are being leaked to me, and that's a bad thing. Kate, I think we've legally got away with that chat. We thank you very much, and you can read Kate's stuff in the Sydney Morning Herald. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks, Boyd. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. More after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Sports update. Not too many changes at the cricket. Uh, Sri Lanka still five down, five for 116. That lead has eked out to 291. So this is really getting away from the Aussies who were earlier bowled out for 106. Uh, that's uh, nearing T on day number two. League news for Brighton's lawyers, a big blow for the Warriors. Isaac Luke is out for a month. Really? With what? Because of a knee injury. Now that's we, gonna... we called that game last week. I didn't see him get injured. Did he do that at training or was that through Not the sure. game against Penrith? It's just been confirmed today. And Cooper Cronk has done that's away a with That's a big blow. That might do them in, actually. Yeah, well, remember last year, the same time, it was, I think, this round, they lost Sean Johnson. They lost their last eight or six games. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cronk, he's done away with all the drama of his last contract announcement. Remember, he wanted to have his LeBron James moment and have the big announcement. Uh, this time, they've just quietly announced the storm that Cronk has signed on until the end of 2018. And by then, he'll be close to 35. So that'll wow. see him out. Okay. Yeah, going as good Sneaky as he ever old, has. isn't he, Cooper? Cronk, yeah, but he is. He, he, he hasn't he, dropped off in form. No, no, I think he keeps himself so fit and healthy, too, off the field. It makes it uh, certainly contributes to the way he looks on it, Dan. Uh, the you seen sup- him with a shirt off? No, I don't He's, sort of look uh, for those sorts of things. Oh, yeah, but I mean, you know, we, we obviously have feeds down into the dressing rooms, mate. He's ripped to the bone. Uh, the Super Rugby Grand Final between the Wellington Hurricanes and the Lions of South Africa is... What's that? Well, I don't know. I didn't notice. No, no, no. Locke's just shaking his head at me. I'm wondering why. I mean, you know, I'm allowed to look at the <laughs> guy who's looking after himself, Dan. No, no that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Rugby Grand Final between the Wellington <laughs> Hurricanes and the Lions of South Africa is on tomorrow at 5.30 our time. And Fairfax is reporting the local side, Wollongong Wolves. Yeah. So they used to play in the big competition. I now they just the play the local. I know them com- well. What are they coming back in? No, they've oh. reached out to Ronaldinho, no the Brazilian way. legend, to play oh. in the FFA Cup tie against Sydney FC. Oh, wow. Which is on next week. And it might be. How old do you think Ronaldinho is? Well, okay. Uh, I think he signed his first time. contract at 18 for PSG, didn't he? So he'd have to be. 37 or 38? Good guess, 36. 36. He's been around for so long, I oh, thought mate, he must it, have been in the if 40s. Ever, if you ever want to see 
you know, the fine art of, go and Google some of the stuff he got up yeah. to during his career. It's incredible. So uh, there we go. That'll be a massive coup, and that's broadcast on television. Go the Wolves. About time they got back in the in the news. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. That sports update for Magic Glass. We're going to talk about Parramatta Manly coming up at beautiful Perth Tech Stadium. The pitch looks an absolute picture. We'll catch up with Joel Kane as well. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. This has just gone to air on Channel 7 in Brisbane. 7 News can exclusively reveal Wayne Bennett has rejected Kevin Walters' offer to help Brisbane's out-of-form halves. Marone's mentor was told his services aren't required before last night's ugly win in Wollongong. Hang on. Hang on. I what? thought they reached out to Kevin. Uh, gee, it's a, it's a I share. hope he's on Brisbane Dead Set Lens tomorrow. Yeah, be interesting, won't it? I mean, the, you thought it was a little bit strange to start with because obviously they've got Alfie on deck and there was talks that Lockie did some consultancy as well. So it was like, well, Kevin would be great to come back. They even had some of the players. I think Benny Hunt that came out and said, gee... I think Kevin would be great to come back and give us some help as well. And I thought they'd announced the deal that he was a consultant. He wasn't an assistant coach, but the QRL had allowed him to return to the Broncos as a consultant. There is something very, there is something not right about this story. Him and Wayne and and and, and Kevy left on good terms, didn't they? From what I can remember, I mean, when obviously he got the job there as Queensland coach, he he had to sort of hand in or mm. quasi resign from the Broncos to take that that full time. That was all. Well, okay. They worked together at Newcastle, and Wayne didn't take him take him with him at the Brisbane. I don't know what the because relationship's like. Because you would like. think they would have just done it to the point where Wayne had got, you know, if that was the case, you'd look after each other. You wouldn't come out in the media that, and say... That's embarrassing to Kev. It that, is. That, that, that he's sort of... It's, it's as if he's been fired from a job he never had. Gordon, now, Gordon's not going to like that. Oh. <laughs> I think you'll wait till at least 12.03 on Saturday before he talks about <laughs> we got to go, Gerds. Ugly Phil is waiting patiently. See you, boys. He's got a big show lined up, so stay tuned. Thank you, everyone, behind the scenes. Uh, we'll be back over the weekend. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now.